Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Up, Up, Download. My name is Sterling Matthew Oliver, and I am joined with my co-host, as always, Jacob Edelman-Dolan. Uh, hey, and yeah, that's you. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, we wanted to start something this week. We've been um, so we spent the last couple weeks talking about the history of video games within our lives. And so now we want to make sure that everybody's updated for some reason as to what's going on with our gaming careers. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, literally gaming careers, not, not working careers in gaming are no. careers of playing games. <laughs> careers of playing games. Yes. <laughs> so, which hopefully there will be an important distinction. Some, some, yes, <laughs> hopefully. Um, <laughs> and so we are, uh, yeah, we're going to talk about the games that we've been playing over the last couple of weeks uh, yeah. since the last episode, because I talked last episode about how I just like finished Half-Life Alex and stuff. And it's kind of fun to talk about what's been going on lately. So, uh, Jacob, what have what have you been up to since we last spoke? Oh, good question, Sterling. I'm so happy that you asked. Um, I <laughs> I've been playing my singing monsters on my phone. Uh <laughs> <laughs> So this is actually when when we came up with this with this topic, um, we talked about how you know sometimes you know we may not be playing um, I don't know a AAA title every week. We not we may not be even playing um, things that we would even be considering considered games, right? But I mean, yeah. I I think that uh, I I am playing I am playing currently my singing monsters that is what i am currently obsessed with that's the game that i've been playing recently i haven't touched my xbox in a couple of weeks to be honest with you um no but, i'm i'm in a very similar boat <laughs> yeah so uh i actually i i am playing my singing monsters and i i will tell you what i like about it uh <laughs> please I, I i you know i am not one to speak out against mobile games i have no, no ground to stand on if i wanted to speak out i am I always have an idle game of some sort that is my go-to on my phone. <laughs> I and I honestly love that for you. I used to I um this is shameful past. Shameful shameful gaming past of Jacob Edelman Dolan. Um I used to look down on Sterling for playing mobile games. I know. I know. I know. I'm sorry. I, I I'm ashamed too. <laughs> I'm You're not the too. only one. It was it was well, a lot I, of folks. I think it was wrong. I think that I love that you did that. It did it did it provide you enjoyment? It provided yes. me uh something for my mind to do that wasn't There you work. go. <laughs> there you go. And I think that's fine. I think that I think that if if you are you're getting something out of it that 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 is positive then I think that's just fine. I and I, I we could we could we could probably talk all about a whole we could probably have a whole episode about the discourse between mobile gaming and and uh, I don't know uh, console gaming and and all of that and how it's uh, yeah that there's such a, there's there's such an unhealthy discourse I think um, of shaming people and about about the yeah. different kind of games that they play obviously but. Um, the other the other big thing that gets me is people making fun of like the match three games because there's a whole generation of people that were just like thought games were the most ridiculous thing ever but now they just love bejeweled or something yeah and it's like see yeah there is literally something for everybody there really is 
My, I mean, heck, my mom sits down and every day she plays Sudoku on her computer, and I think that makes her a gamer. I'm, I'm very liberal with the definition of gamer personally, but that is, that's just me. You uh, should be. I think you should be, but you should tell you should us more too. about. You should tell oh, us. Oh yeah, uh, let me tell you all about my singing, about monsters. My singing monsters. monsters. So I don't know. Okay, if anybody has ever played this game, it is. It's it's definitely your your uh, um your classic mobile game uh very cartoony um uh all the angry birds um but what it is is it is a game uh themed on there are these little monsters that you breed and then you put on all these different islands um uh and they sing and they make really really pretty music and i love it and the, you collect coins, and you can get all sorts of little decorations, and you put them on the islands. And then you, uh, the monsters like different decorations, and then they'll produce more coins if the right decorations and the right other monsters are out there. It's adorable, and I love it. Uh, <laughs> um, it's great. It's the best thing ever. Uh, and I got I got into it because my uh, my my partner's uh, little sibling loves it, loves it. Um, and so we play all the time and, and sometimes we'll like FaceTime and like, and like talk about, Oh, do you have this monster on your Island? And we're like, yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> uh, I don't think that they have a huge marketing budget outside of other mobile games because I've definitely seen it advertised when I'm playing other games, oh, but I yeah. have not There's... seen anything online about it really. Totally. Oh, well, I mean, I, I think that there's an entire... I don't know. I, if you download one mobile game, I feel like you'll get ads for every other popular mobile game. It's an ecosystem, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's its own... It, I think that's a great word for it. It's its own little ecosystem. So that's the only advertising they really need to do. I don't know. I, it might be because they're all owned by the same company or they all have, like, partnerships. Who knows? Not me. But I think it's... I mean, it's brilliant. I mean, uh, and most of those games... I mean, for example... I don't believe that My Singing Monsters has an option to take away ads. In fact, they use ads in a really um, unique way where, I mean, I don't know if it's very unique, but it's, it's, uh, I, I, I use it often enough that I'm like, damn you, damn you, uh, <laughs> where it's Making like, me I want to buy things. Yeah. Well, I mean that, and also what they do is they'll, they'll, they'll use it as like, oh, if you watch this ad, it'll, it'll make your monster pop out of the breeding chamber faster. Yeah, that's that's oh, you, very you ad, common. You'll get more diamonds. You'll get more coins. And I'm that like, is, yes, yes, yeah, that's I will. how they make Don't their mind money. If I do. Oh yeah, it is. Well, it is very prevalent. It's gotten uh, to a point where I I'm such a high level in this stupid, wonderful mobile game that <laughs> like I don't I barely even need to watch those ads anymore because all my times are like skyrocketed. I've I have spent too much time too much time on this game, but I love no, it. <laughs> I well I know what you mean. Yeah, cuz the same thing happens in idle games with like upgrades or hey if you watch this ad you get like double the profits for this amount of time. Oh yeah. Uh and stuff and so I was That's how they get you. um Exactly. Yeah. And so I was like constantly I I would like be playing another game and I would have the idle game up. So I could click start an ad and then just keep playing the other game and just wait for it and have my phone muted so I like wouldn't hear it. Oh yeah, and so I just oh, don't pay yeah. attention to the ads at all. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. I mean, you got to do what you got to do to get that dopamine. It's true, baby. Get that <laughs> dopamine TM. All right, are we 
Are we? Are we good? Did I think? Did we sound I think. Cool? I think, I think we sound we sounded, cool. <laughs> yeah, I think that's going to boost our <laughs> listenership by at I least five hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> if we, what if we start calling each other bruh? I think that'll do it too. Yeah. Uh, the, I, I don't. I think there's a huge market of wannabe frat boys uh, listening to gaming podcasts by two random I people. Right. I think you're right. Yeah. <laughs> we just need to tap into it. So Sterling. Yeah. I've been playing my singing monsters. What have yeah. you been playing these last few weeks? Uh, in a similar vein, I've been doing a whole lot of uh, chess and Sudoku on my phone. <laughs> but oh yeah. Outside of chess and Sudoku, there's uh, I will join you with a seemingly embarrassing game. In fact, this game is why I was late today, because uh, oh. it was. What was it? We we said we were going to co- record it at an hour, and it was at that hour and ten minutes that I was like, "Oh <laughs> shit!" <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Sterling Matthew Oliver was late, and then we had twenty minutes of sound issues, and the universe didn't want us to make this podcast today. That's um, true. But I was playing Balloons Tower Defense Six. Uh, what? Released, I love that. What is they that? Re- <laughs> It, uh, have you never played Bloons Tower Defense? I I have not. What? Oh my god! It's a really cool game. So it's like it's this. This was popular. This was one of those games that was like popular on internet pages back in like the two thousands. Oh yeah. Uh, like like you know, I don't think it was a flash game, but it was like a flash game. This game basically takes place in a world where there's a war of monkeys versus balloons. And so you play as like some sort of monkey general, I guess you could call it, where you're placing down these different monkey based towers around to pop the balloons with darts. Like one of them are the balloons, just throws darts. Are the balloons like characterized or like are they anthropomorphic? No, anthropomorphic? not at all. Are they not just at simple all. balloons? Amazing. Yep. Amazing. Yep. That's somehow better. I don't know. <laughs> I played a lot of it and then I realized uh, it was just on sale for the Steam winter sale. And so I bought it. And just yesterday Amazing. they put out a new map and uh, it is really hard. And I was trying really hard to beat this map and I lost track of time. Um, but <laughs> the thing of substance <laughs> that I have been doing well I, I started going back through a couple old half-life games i've been playing a little bit more hades been playing a little bit of scott pilgrim versus the world like i've been like doing oh, yeah. tiny things um but i just started the medium and oh the yeah medium. so tell me all about this because i oh, have i have no idea what this game is and i i'm i am out of the loop yeah so, so tell I me, have, what is this game uh as soon as we're done today. I'm get, we're going to finish recording. I'm going to edit for a bit and I'm going to be playing more medium immediately because it is really Amazing. fun. Um it works really well. I have this I have the Xbox Series X. That's what I've been playing it on and it works really well on there. Though I have heard some complaints of frame rate issues on on some PCs on lower tier consoles. I don't know. I haven't like looked to see myself how bad it is. I don't think it's cyberpunk bad but (laughs) uh at least on my series x it is so much fun uh you play as a medium who has this weird ability to kind of be in two worlds at once and so every Uh. environment you play 
has this like other like death realm version of it i don't actually know what it's called this other world um but it's like all the geometry is the exact same uh it's just there's very obvious differences in how it's constructed and uh there's and she has the ability to like have an out-of-body experience where she can just travel in this other world for a bit but it's a single player split screen game is what what it is yeah and so it's not always split screen sometimes it's it's usually just the material world except for some puzzles and then sometimes very rarely it's so far i'm only 30 or 45 minutes in it's only the material world or not sorry sorry not (laughs) i already said material world it's sometimes just the ghost world um and so there's these puzzles that you have to complete because when you're in the ghost world you can like channel this spirit energy and use it as like magic got it okay in the material world you're just you all right that's that's very creative i can already imagine the applications here that's very interesting i was gonna say i mean this is obviously i mean they're very very different mechanics but i think that that kind of reminds me of um the 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 potential that i that that we saw with like portal yep that was exactly what i was thinking solving game um as we were thinking it's 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 like portal 2 co-op mode uh but as a single player experience interesting Um, i love that because yeah because of that out of body ability where you can sometimes just go move in around in this other world for a little bit but you can't go too long otherwise you become like you like <laughs> become too immersed in that world and you, and yeah it, it's a too weird ghostly. thing I, I, it hasn't happened to me yet so i don't exactly know what happens if you spend too much time doing that um but no the, the story is incredible so far the uh animations are all great it does the resident evil thing of having the locked cameras uh Mm. except they do some really cool stuff with it i'm not a huge fan of it just because movement gets really difficult and like perception of distances is really difficult with that yeah um but luckily there's not a whole lot there's it's not like an action game so Perception of distances being bad just means you embarrassingly walk into a wall every now and then or something. Um, <laughs> but uh, it does some really cool stuff. Like I distinctly remember during the prologue, there's a moment where the camera moves inside of this stairwell. And you start walking down the stairs. And as you walk down the stairs, the camera pans up ahead of you and then tilts down and just falls down behind you like a dolly cam like in a tv show oh yeah uh and i'm like that's a really smart thing to do with the locked camera technique i doubt they're the first people to do it but i've just never seen it before uh well yeah that's that's very interesting i feel like gosh with the with the the advent of of i guess heavily narrative games um we've seen such a cross between like filmmaking techniques and game development this is this is something i think about a lot actually which like you know i mean back back in the day i mean uh, you had your first person shooter and uh he walked around shooting 
people your doom right um yeah but now we have like really creative especially when it comes to cutscenes, obviously because those are just mini movies uh, of course but i mean the way that sometimes you know game developers implement like real i don't know camera angles in games point of view in games i just think it's the coolest thing i just think mm-hmm. it's the coolest thing i don't i don't know if there are just a whole bunch of like filmmakers who are also working on video games out there or or if there are just game developers who are just smart and know things like well, that but it's just great i love it i feel like the reason that that's the case is that film gets studied a lot across multiple art disciplines because we point. had we had a lot of film studies happening like it wasn't required as uh, as theater students but it was like it, a very prevalent thing to be studying film and uh like even music students will study film because of of uh film composing and film music uh and oh yeah setting up a shot could be really good for photography students for journalism students um and so film gets studied a lot but also film borrows from other storytelling techniques that have been developed over the course of centuries uh it all starts like going all the way back to like greek and roman theater (laughs) when we have um people figuring out how to stage things so that they aesthetically look beautiful and figuring out literary techniques that work well and those have just been expanded on up until we got film and television. And then film and television took the world of theater and said, all right, this is how we present it in this new way. And so now video games being like less than half a century old uh, is, I, I don't think I'm wrong in saying that, right? Because no, I don't think you're right. I, 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 um, I think that's, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I, I watch <laughs> a lot of video game history, but I never remember specific years on things. But it's, it's, if it's, if it's not less than 50 years old, it is right around 50 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're still kind of learning. Cause remember, like from 1920 to 1970, film overwent so many changes. Absolutely. And style a dramatic i mean we had so many we had, we had like eight different movements happen during that time maybe more you know totally and and so now we're going through the same thing with games where we're taking the same literary techniques and we start off with some concepts from film a few concepts from film and we're figuring out what works what doesn't work and really creating it and and just now, I think especially with VR, we're figuring out how to make it its own bubble of storytelling. It's uh, figure out like, okay, because this is a game, we don't need to do these things that we would need to do in other areas. That's such a good point. Also, oh my gosh, I'm just, I'm just, it's just occurring to me. There's a, <clears throat> excuse me, there is definitely uh, a mimicked, uh, kind of movement in gaming and game development um, that probably aligns really well with the Artur theory. Um, that is film. a very good point. Yeah, there really is. Like, I mean, look at like, I mean, the, people are obsessed with specific game developers and and even more specifically, like a person. Look at like Hideo Kojima, right? Toby Fox. Or um uh uh oh, the gentleman who who makes uh, Dark Souls is it is it 
Um, oh shoot, I'm forgetting his <laughs> name. Um, but he's amazing. I mean, I, I I love him. Like, but but I mean, those are guys are. I mean, without I mean, with lack of a of a better term, there there are tours. Without absolutely, doubt. absolutely. You know? Um, Undertale. I think I mentioned Toby Fox. Undertale is a great, um, kind of representation of of the quote-unquote auteur movement in video games Absolutely. because uh people helped with some of the sprites but he pretty much did everything in that game he designed it wrote the story programmed it did all of the music and that is an iconic soundtrack uh it is i it's just got a new vinyl reprint just a few weeks ago that i absolutely ordered from <laughs> i love that <laughs> yeah there's some really good stuff happening and i i think i think it's a good point because right now is the best time to be an independent developer uh things have never been easier to just kind of sit down and make a game either by yourself or with a small team uh super giant games is another example of that super giant games made hades they're not really indie anymore i wouldn't i don't know indie's such a broad term that you know yeah what whatever um which but, is actually all right. That that's really funny. That? India is a really broad term, and it has become a broader term in gaming as it also became a broader term in film. All right, go on. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, Supergiant Games has a relatively small team. It's it's not tiny, but uh, like each person has a role. Whereas on a AAA game, we have these huge teams of people. Where oh yeah, I I yeah people wouldn't really know each other across departments unless they like are the ones who are delegated to communicate probably exactly <laughs> um, well and they're owned by like billion dollar corporations like activision you know um, exactly and okay i i i think that activision is a billion dollar corporation someone will correct me if i'm wrong <laughs> i think that they they're, are though right like or, i mean or, i mean very it doesn't even matter if they're one. not because they're yeah. like in terms of perspective they might as well be like they've, yeah they got so here's much an easier influence. one that i can definitely say is billion dollar microsoft right oh like, yes i mean <laughs> or sony right and they're i mean they're owned by these uh, these individual uh, gaming developers are owned by these large umbrella companies that are going to provide so much funding but also a lot of oversight you know um and so uh it limits the kind of freedom that's why you see so much i don't know with with toby fox for example right like i mean undertale became one of the most beloved games of all time so i, I think yes. that there are lists that have it on the best game of all time like number one. Oh, absolutely there are, there are people i i don't know if i agree with that but i think it's because it it's because of that whole auteur indie feel that people have such yeah. a deeper connection to it because also, there are a lot of people that love things just because of of how personal it is yeah oh that's i, I think that i think it's a really good point i i've i have never played undertale i actually yeah i, actually, I know i actually plan on playing undertale really soon just because it i don't know you should stream I think, it i I should stream it. I sh I should. St I I've never streamed anything, ladies and gentlemen. Um, <laughs> uh, if you but... end up getting a Switch, I have the Switch Special Edition, um, and so I have a physical copy of it. Basically, is the, is oh, the yeah. but um, 
It also came with a little necklace that plays one of the game's central melodies on a little tiny music box inside of it. That's awesome. I love yeah, that. That was really cool. I don't know. I think I think that the fact that we're still talking about Undertale today, right now, means yeah. a lot. Right? It was released. And I what? I didn't play it. I don't know because I, I didn't play it until 2018. I yeah, got in very go. late on the on the swing of Undertale. Um, I, 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 I want to say go ahead. I want to say it was like 2015 or 2016, probably. I recently watched a um, Super Eye Patch Wolf um, video about Undertale, um, which he has made, I believe, Undertale videos, or at least maybe one before. Um, but he he made this whole video essay about its like effect on like the internet and the internet's effect on it, um, and it's really great. Everybody, go check out that video because it's fantastic. Watch anything <laughs> Super Eye Patch Wolf. I will shamelessly plug him. He is my favorite YouTuber. Um, we should uh, uh, we should post a tweet about it when the episode goes out. Yes, <laughs> especially so so I also remembered to go watch it. Yes. <laughs> Um, also, and also, you should go side... follow us on Twitter, up, up, download. Yes, go follow us at Twitter at up, up, download. I love that. Yes, and and on Instagram. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> shameless plug in our own podcast. Anyway, um, uh, also, I remembered um, uh, the gentleman who who makes uh, uh, Dark Souls. Uh, his name is Miyazaki, which is really funny because there is another Artur in film named, named Miyazaki. Miyazaki. <laughs> Which there you go, you know. I'm excited I mean, I, about the new the new CGI film. I've heard that it's like a good step for the company into C like not it's not like a brilliant film, but it is a good like. This is the I future. haven't heard of this. What is this? Yeah, no, I think it just came out last week. Um, Miyazaki didn't direct it. Uh, I want to say it was his nephew that um directed it uh but they just came out with oh here we go 2020 earwig and the witch um hmm. it comes out tomorrow here in the united states and huh. well tomorrow from today of recording it uh yeah and so it's already out by the time people are listening to us um i saw i saw reviews of it that's like oh it's a great like CGI film and it, it doesn't have the magic of like spirited away or something, but yeah. it's still like obvious that if they keep at this, the film itself, I don't think it's been rating very well, but I think people have been optimistic to see where studio Ghibli goes with. Absolutely. Uh, and I think they, they should be, it's, it's an incredible. It's uh, uh, apparently uh, it's uh, Miyazaki's son. Um, oh, okay. That makes which is great. more sense. I mean, also, hey, family. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love that. But I've been um, really obsessed with I just just as long as we're on the Studio uh, Ghibli topic for please. a second. I have been please. very obsessed with uh your name and weathering with you. Mhm. Mm uh because they're very Studio Ghibli-esque films. Um Directed by Makoto Shinkai, and Absolutely. your name especially is—I have the steel box versions of both, and if people haven't watched them, I think they're both must sees. They're 
gorgeous films. <laughs> but this I is not a have... film podcast. <laughs> this hey hey, what? It is now. <laughs> it is now. It can it can be for a few minutes. For a few minutes. What what, what uh, were you what were you saying? Um. I was just about to say that I haven't seen those, and perhaps I should borrow your steel, your steel, uh, absolutely your steel copies. Or hopefully um, we can get vaccinated soon and then have a movie. Oh, God, please! Oh my God, <laughs> I have I have such a nice apartment. I, I think I've told you about. I mean, like, yeah, no, you've been to my apartment. You have been to my apartment. Yeah. We socially yeah. distanced a while back in my apartment. It was funny. We we yeah masked up and played D and D in the uh, on laptops across the room from each other yes. with our friends up in Chicago. And that was great. <laughs> um, but I have. The perfect setup for like movie nights. I have the perfect couch. I have a wall-mounted TV. Uh, the The room is huge. I have so much seating, so much space, and I, it is being wasted. It is being wasted. Um, so when are you getting on, a surround sound system? Ah, uh, yes. Uh, <clears throat> soon, Sterling. Soon. <laughs> My soundbar changed the game for me, okay? Like, I always... I'm a sound designer, but I was never like, oh, I don't need an awesome sound system. Like, I get what they're doing. But then I got a soundbar and a subwoofer, and... (laughs) It changed your world. How naive of me. (laughs) I remember when we watched... uh, I think it was the the finale of Game of Thrones. We had, like, eight people... In maybe more, I think, in your living was, room. Yeah, because some of the some of the guys from the acapella group came over. Um, That's right. I think because let's see here the the couch. I think we squeezed four onto the couch. Uh-huh. There was one person on the chair, uh, one person sitting in front of the chair. I had my office chair out. We had a couple extra wooden chairs. Yeah, I think there was nine people there. God, um, that was ridiculous. And I, had but also it sounded my, great. <laughs> yeah, I got. I had my Philips Hue lights turned down. I I mimicked like an IMAX theater, how they do yeah. like this these dim blue lights. I do that with purple lights. <laughs> oh, I love that. Oh, I, I love setting up little home entertainment areas. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Um, but there's something very important that uh, that we wanted to talk about, and now that we're over half an hour in, I think we should. Oh, yeah, start, start talking about <laughs> what we're here the, for. The topic that, of the podcast that we wanted to talk about today. Uh, yeah, yes. the, the, the couple things, but we want to start off talking about Xbox Live because yeah. this happened. This happened like just as I think it was just as our last episode was coming out. So we I think you're right. Not yeah. had the chance to talk about it. Um, but, I thought this was such an interesting like moment. In oh yeah. I, I just thought so so okay some context um Xbox Live Gold was announced to um by Microsoft they are, the, uh, by Xbox they were announcing that they were going to double the price um from $60 a year to $120 a was year it for really Xbox double? Live Gold yeah it was double holy crap was, I was, was not paying attention and so they announced that they were going to do that and everyone in uh the world uh said hey that's bullshit. Um, cause I mean, that's, that's a lot. I mean, it, it was basically, it was very clear that it was Xbox's, um, way of kind of trying to some push more people into, into game pass. Um, yes. because you know, I mean, it, it game pass is of course, as we all know, and I, I think 
we may not all know it, but I think it's an incredible value, and I'm happy that I have it for me no, it, personally. It is. It's but it's not phenomenal. for everybody, you know, and, and and not everybody wants it. Not everybody wants to have to pay that price, and kind of it almost feels like like Xbox decided to penalize people for not wanting it. I don't know. It it just felt like a very questionable um, uh, business move, if you ask yeah, me. Yeah, um, I agree. But that's what I think makes the next part very interesting, is that um, yeah. I didn't... So I'll be honest, Like I, I, I heard some people talking about it. I saw some tweets that were like, oh, this is crazy. But I didn't see an outroar over it because of, like, I'm in gaming communities online, but I... It's just not like a huge national news thing. I didn't see a whole lot of people talking about it. I saw exactly. enough people talking about it, but Microsoft apparently either one, if we want to get conspiratorial about it, had it planned Ooh. or two cared enough about the people that were talking about it Yeah, to reverse yeah. it entirely and then do one better. <laughs> they did. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, I, I mean... I think I was following it maybe a little bit closer than than you were just because probably I saw people specifically saying, oh, now, since I don't have Game Pass, I'm going to have to pay one hundred and twenty dollars a year to play my free to play games like Fortnite, because on Xbox, um, you have to pay for gold to get free to play to get access to basically like games that use the internet um that's yeah. like a broad way of putting it you don't need xbox live gold to access the internet using your console you used to um but you can watch netflix and like uh like hulu without it you know you can use apps yeah. without i think that stemmed gold. that stemmed from the playstation network outage <laughs> i think i think you're right because a few uh, like a week after that started they pushed out updates that are like all right here we're letting you at least use Netflix, Hulu, all that stuff without law. That God, we should talk about that sometime. That would, we should. Uh, but um, but what ended up <laughs> happening was, but yeah, so people were saying like, oh, now I have to pay one hundred and twenty dollars a year to play Fortnite. This is garbage, Xbox, right? Um, and Xbox listened. They they listened and they um uh they said okay, you know they reversed. The pricing, so it's still going to remain $60 a year for Xbox Live Gold. Um, and they are apparently, according to uh, the press release, they're going to try and, not try and, they're going to make uh, free-to-play games not require Xbox Live Gold. So you won't have to pay anything to play your Fortnites or your 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 Apex Legends or any, any free-to-play which... multiplayer game, which is pretty big for xbox since it's it is a reversal huge. of course it's a reversal and it's got to be a lot of revenue because yeah how, how many Absolutely. people just play fortnite or apex legends or warzone how many people just do battle royale so many a ton a ton yeah absolutely um I it's yeah, it's it's beautiful. <laughs> uh, it is. I, th I think it's. I think it's a great move, especially from Xbox. And I'm really happy that they decided to do it. <laughs> especially considering that gaming is an expensive hobby. There's a lot of oh, like yeah. we kind of people can take it for granted pretty easily, but there's like 
families that don't get to play a lot because they can't spend the money on it and they can maybe get a couple like because games come out at sixty dollars it's yeah not cheap um uh, a lot (laughs) and and and, but i mean because the like the production time is so huge and the amount you get out of it is so much more than other things that it kind of makes sense yeah but i think it is um it's expensive enough that some people can't really get their hands on a lot of the latest releases which is another reason game pass is freaking awesome but it's yeah uh, and so i think that's probably why microsoft listened was um you know, they're already very conscientious about that. It seems like the people that run the gaming division actually care about getting more people into the gaming ecosystem rather than trying to make even more money, which, I mean, obviously their end goal is to make money. They're not skirting that entirely because um, otherwise, you know, everything would be free. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they're definitely doing their best. Microsoft also kind of leads accessibility pretty often. They put out a lot of peripherals that are good for getting new people in that have been locked out of gaming for some uh, disability reason. That's um, true. That's definitely true. It's, so it's, there's it's, there's a lot you can praise. There's all there's a lot you can talk down to Microsoft on. There's a lot uh, of absolutely things. But there's a lot that you can praise them on when it comes to getting people involved in video games. They definitely want people to play the games that they have on their system. That's for sure. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. It's interesting to see kind of the discourse surrounding like like Xbox as a company and PlayStation as a company and Nintendo as a company. Um, Yeah. I I think especially seeing like all this kind of positive stuff coming out of xbox um with like like game pass and with the reversal of course on this uh on this decision um i mean it's generally the 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 mood is pretty positive and then i you know i just take a small gander over to check on check on nintendo and it is a dumpster fire um (laughs) people are are really very upset at nintendo for I, i believe i believe the 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 big deal right now is like uh like copyright issue or like yeah uh, that's been the thing over the last few months is yeah um, lots of stuff getting shut down which is it's it's a tough conversation to have because they are well within their rights to shut down anything using their ip absolutely they're very they're very protective of it because every well now not everything nintendo does is so family oriented but like a huge majority of the things that Nintendo put out are family oriented. So they want to take care of their IP. Um, Mm -hmm. But there's some really good things happening with fans making new material with their characters that aren't necessarily detrimental. I think um, that are getting shut down a lot. There are, uh, you know, Super Smash Brothers brawl tournaments for the Nintendo GameCube getting shut down because they use an emulator for the GameCube. Uh, there's um, like the somebody had made a Super Mario Brothers Battle Royale and that got shut down. And then they made Super Mario 35, um, which I have heard a lot of people say was worse than the original Battle Royale that got shut down. I don't know. I didn't Dang. play the original. I love Super Mario 35. <laughs> That's good. I mean, um, good. <laughs> 
But yeah, I mean, Nintendo does a lot of good things. They they make good work. Um, they do. They definitely. But they're do. just they're, they 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 keep to themselves, and mm-hmm. I think I think that it is possible to be critical of it while still recognizing that yeah you have a right to do this but should you be doing it as much as you are totally totally i completely agree i think i think that i mean these companies make things that we enjoy and oftentimes we say all right i like this company because they make the things that we enjoy and then you know sometimes they make questionable decisions and we have to recognize those as much as we recognize the great work that they do you know exactly being critical of the things that we love is shows that we love them the most you know um totally but speaking of uh being critical of the things that we love um i'm gonna talk about one of the games that i love most in the world that i'm also maybe the most critical of uh, and that is mass effect today yes we have more we, more to talk about you thought we were done with mass effect no there's always more always we'll more. never be done <laughs> uh today we got uh uh some more news on uh the mass effect 4k remake i guess it's not a remake but it's a it's a revamp what do they call those i don't know re-release what what uh, updated um, version god there's so many remaster remaster thank you god that's the only term i I was i was about to say oh we call these things so many different words no we call them one word and it's called a remaster and and i'm an idiot uh uh but yeah uh we we got to see we got to see uh uh gameplay footage um and we got to see um some really cool stills um for the upgraded uh upgraded look of the game um yeah i so i have seen that this is news that has come out today um but i woke up i swung by the vet to pick up some medicine i came back home and played a round of hades and took a nap woke up and now i'm doing this so i have not seen anything about uh the new mass effect stuff so you should absolutely talk as detailed as you want about it because i'm excited (laughs) to hear about it (laughs) uh yeah so i actually uh I think we could have a whole episode about the relationship between EA and Bioware and its effect on um, its games, Bioware's games. Um, uh, and I think uh, the, the the news that has come out about Bioware is really uh, sounds really intense over the last few years. Um, the company has gone through a lot, um, but uh, I, I'm still very much in love with their games. Um, uh, and so uh, it's interesting to see what people are saying about uh, the Legendary Edition um, uh, and some of the visuals. So, for example, I mean, I saw people kind of critiquing um, a, a visual from the new trailer versus the old the old game, the old game. And they were saying, oh, I mean, this looks worse somehow. Um, mm. and I think it was kind of maybe a little bit edited. It kind of looked a little bit like, um, it was just kind of a bad shot and the two shots that they were comparing might not have actually been the exact same, um, etc. Right. Um, but mm-hmm. there is some validity, I think, to the conversation about, you know, if we're going to have 4k incredible 
remasters of of classic games um you know they should they should look good right they should look the way that we want them to they they shouldn't just you know have uh you know a higher graphics output or uh you know a, um just some uh smoothed over cell shading i don't I, or, or or whatever you know like uh they should look the way that you know it should take some artistry to make the remaster as much as it should take uh to make the the original game i i think um it is really yeah. just a visual update but maybe maybe i'm ex- expecting too much i, I think know. we can equate it to uh broadway musicals and uh other people trying to produce those same musicals not a lot of people sure. will get that comparison but it's like yeah you shouldn't just like there are people that will sit down find a bootleg and just try and copy the show one for one uh within their budget <laughs> of course mm-hmm. um but it's like no try try to do something new with it um with musicals there's often not a lot of ooh, space to wiggle around um unless you get really bold and so it's not a perfect one-to-one metaphor but i think it's similar it's like people recreating the game should look at it should look at what made it great and then recreate it and there's different recreations so there's different things it's like there's direct ports and then there's remasters yeah it's when you're remastering something when you are literally recreating the game figure out what made it good don't just change things to make things cool or new yeah. see if see if there's a reason behind it yeah because because i remember i remember when there was a i believe it was i it was the remaster of um one of the halo games i think it might have been halo ce um mm-hmm. and they were talking about there was this there was this gentleman who on youtube who i cannot remember um who made a uh a video all about um, why this remaster was kind of um, an insult to the original game mm. and its textures, specifically. The visual look of the textures from the original game were, like, really interesting and, like, and had some real artistry to it. And then when they remastered it, they kind of just, like, painted over them. It's like... It's like putting it, it, he he compared it to uh to putting um wallpaper over like brick beautiful brick you know or or something like that where like you know it's all just kind of smoothed over and uh you know it might have a higher graphics rate it might um you know run at a higher FPS but it's not as good it's not as artistic it's not as um I don't know there's just there's yeah. just something not right about it um and of course and we got a release date today right like may may 14th may 14th um a lot of game developers talk about how it's in the very last few months of a game development cycle that you really start to hit your grind and there's just like a film a lot of artistic passes that need to happen there are like probably filters that haven't been applied yet or um art direction passes over certain areas that haven't happened yet and there's still time for things to change of course and we have what it's february now so we have all of february all of march all of april and then half of may we have three and a half months for it to change 
Yeah. Uh, well, and, and I, I will think say that there are big changes that can be made in that time. <clears throat> Absolutely. And I will say that I think it, I mean, I, I, I was jazzed by the, by the trailer. I think I thought it looked great. Um, but you know, I think it's important to talk about what other people are saying about the, the, the remaster and, and the way it looks. I think that it will be interesting to see what people say about it when it comes out. Um, I believe that we also learned that uh, it's going to have like every single DLC that was ever released. Yeah, something like that's that. something I was really excited about. I did read that. I didn't know there was that much DLC for Mass yeah. Effect. Yeah, there There's are like a 40. Lot. There's yeah. so many. And, and, and it's are, awesome. Is, well, it, I mean, is, it, is it some of it like weapon skins or is that all? Like, oh, yeah. Like, a lot of it has to be stuff like that. Like definitely uh, it's a lot of it has to be like um aesthetic things or, or accessories and stuff like that i'm sure of it but i mean mm-hmm. there were definitely um a mighty fine amount of like story dlcs that came out for each game i believe um and some of which i never played there are there were companions i mean that i mean a lot of them added companions to your squad right um and i there are companions that i never met because i never played those dlcs and I'm pumped about it. I would love to mm. meet those DLC. I mean, I would love to meet those characters and and play those those side quests and and those uh, those extra DLC moments. I, I'm I'm really excited about it. To and be and maybe one day technology will advance far enough that you can meet those DLCs. Uh, yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Um, we've got a few <laughs> minutes left before we wrap up. I do want to touch on that last. Uh, I think we could talk about it more later, but I do want to touch on the last subject that we wanted to briefly speak on, which was yes. we just we just spent a lot of time talking about the, our past with games, and there's a lot of great stuff coming out, especially now that we're in the new generation. And so I just want to just real quick, let's talk about for a few, last few minutes what is besides Mass Effect. Uh, a game or two that you are looking forward to, whether this year or something you know is coming in the generation or something. Absolutely. Do you want to start us out with that, Sterling? Because oh yeah, I can start I us off. Have some, but but, but yeah. tell me what you're looking forward to because I'm actually very interested. Yeah. So there's a lot. Well, I haven't. First off, I haven't gotten to touch some of the new PS5 stuff yet because I'm waiting until I get a PS5. Mm-hmm. Um, Miles Morales is one I'm very excited to get to. God, it looks I went so ahead and good. Like, yeah. I went ahead and let myself play the Pathless on the PS4 since a lot of its design is in the artistic direction and not needing super high-end performance. Oh, yeah. Um, but upcoming, um, one I'm really excited about is Back for Blood. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you've heard about this at all. Yeah, like the Left for Dead thing it's it's weird it's it's like left for dead and it uses a lot of left for dead developers but i don't think it's in the left for dead universe um, okay, because it's really not cool. a valve it's not a valve title no. um but it's basically a new left for dead which i'm very excited about um and then my favorite uh my favorite game publisher annapurna interactive uh they have stray coming out soon for the ps5 Uh as well yeah um which got a lot of love at e3 where you're playing as a stray cat i don't know much about it but it looks really cute and really fun (laughs) it does look really cute and really fun i thought it looked adorable oh yeah i think it's coming out in october i love that yeah but what what's uh what's what's up with you so um 
I am particularly excited about Elden Ring. Um, yes, I, I'm going to talk a lot about FromSoft on this this gaming podcast just because we need, we need at least one from soft expert except for the fact that he couldn't remember the person that started it but yeah except for the that. fact that i couldn't remember the guy's name uh <laughs> no i i i love their games i love their games and i love the mechanics and i think that they're the coolest i'm particularly excited um about the um i, I mean ask anybody who knows me but i am i'm i am a uh, a simp for 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 great lore um well, great. now love... we can't book this episode on twitch thanks oh dang it <laughs> i am a simp s-i-m-p squirrels in my pants uh <laughs> for for great lore and i'm really excited for uh the collaboration between uh from Softin and george rr R. martin um mm-hmm. i think that uh i if if anybody knows fantasy it's that guy and if anybody knows fantasy, it's uh, it's uh, it's Miyazaki. And um, if anybody knows great gameplay, it's those guys. It's those guys over there at uh, at FromSoft. I'm really excited yeah. about it. Um, um, I love Dark I've, Fantasy I've, so much. I I have been impressed every time I've played a Soulsborne game with how fluid everything is. It feels oh, yeah. powerful to play. I just you know. I got turned off by the fact that I'm a bad video gamer, but <laughs> you are not. It just, yeah. I mean, they're not, I mean, sometimes you have fun playing them and sometimes you don't have fun playing them. And that has been my experience with every game. Sometimes mm-hmm. it gels with you. It doesn't, I don't know. I, I <laughs> but that's no, I fine. I think that, uh, I mean, God, I'm, I'm maybe the most predictable. God, I'm the most predictable person you'll ever hear when it talks about when I talk about gaming because the other yeah. one I'm really excited about is yes you guessed it Halo Infinite uh <laughs> I had a feeling did you no way <laughs> uh I, well, I love by the way that the Xbox Series X the side of the box is a huge image of Master Chief oh it's, it's my like, favorite huh, I wonder what game was supposed to be a release title for the it's Xbox my favorite Series. thing it honestly might be my favorite thing about the Series X is the fact that it didn't release with <laughs> a Halo game. I think it's so funny. I <laughs> but I'm very excited for when it does come out. Um, I really hope that they they keep uh, Craig, um, the uh, the the horrible looking um, uh, uh, sprite from the game. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, he's a brute. That's what he is. Um, uh, that just looked awful in the original um, trailer when it uh, premiered at uh, I think it was at E three or or something like that when it uh, when it premiered. But uh, I hope that the game is good. That's all I hope. I mean, I'm gonna play it because I love the series so much. Um, but uh, I I actually I'm, I've been hearing some really great things coming out about it right now. I've been hearing some uh, some really positive. Uh, feedback from fans really positive feedback from the developers um Mm -hmm. and the people working on it it sounds like it's going to be like a labor of love and it's also going to be like virtually open world um yeah which i think is dope i have never wanted anything more than an open world halo game maybe someday we'll get a vr mmorpg halo game uh yeah (laughs) <laughs> I I'm I am yes 
Yes, please. Yes. <laughs> yes. Just just give it all to me. <laughs> I want give me direct adaptations of the books in game form. Give me direct give oh, me God. it all. Give it all to me. Anyway, I'm done. I'm sorry. <laughs> we have we have uh, a lot of beautiful things coming this year and we are going to be talking yeah. about hopefully as much of it as possible. Um but we are we're getting up there in time, so I think it's a good time to go ahead and I wrap think us so up too. and and go on our merry ways and we'll be back in two weeks uh for more yeah for more uh make sure in the meantime that you go and follow us again on follow us again follow us a second time on uh twitter and instagram at up make up, another download. account absolutely follow us again <laughs> and then and then get banned for having multiple accounts no that's yes. not a thing that happens I, I have so. <laughs> so many Twitter accounts. For I was gonna say, I think that you run like eight Twitter accounts, don't you? <laughs> I have. Well, I, I've given some of them up. I have moved on, but I have. I currently have four logged in on my computer. I'm proud of um, you. And so, it, sometimes it's five, depending on if I'm working somebody else's Twitter for a little bit or something. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Um, but yes, but yes. All right. regardless, uh, yeah, go follow us at up, up download. Uh, make sure you subscribe to us wherever you are listening. If you haven't already. And, uh, if it's possible on your service, give us a rating, uh, ratings help so much, not only for us to figure out what we're doing poorly, what we could improve on, but also, uh, in helping new people to find our podcasts, yeah. The more ratings we have, the better we tend to do in search results. So if you wanting to help us out, that's a great, easy, free way to do that. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for watching. Again, my name is Sterling Matthew Oliver, and I was joined today with co-host Jacob Edelman Dolan. I love you. And uh, we will see you soon. Mm-hmm.